Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey now. Hey now. And welcome back to the show where two childhood friends discuss their favourite childhood movies. I'm Emily Sanford. And I'm Barney Lee. And whether it's iconic lines, musical moments, or just questionable outfit choices, the films you'll be hearing about on our show are unique in their own way. And today, on our Christmas Classics finale, we will be discussing... Home Alone. Warning, this episode contains nostalgia and big love for Gangster Johnny. I'm going to give you to the count of ten to get your ugly, yellow, no good keister off my property before I pump your guts full of lead. All right, Johnny, I'm sorry, I'm going. One, two, ten. Uh... Keep the change, you filthy animal. (laughs) Yes. Is it really Christmas if you haven't quoted Keep the Change, You Filthy Animal? Now, did you know that that film was made especially for Home Alone? It isn't a real gangster movie. Really? Yeah. So I had assumed that this was some old, like, black and white gangster movie from, I don't know, the 40s. Yeah. And um, turns out, completely made up just for Home Alone. Because I guess they needed the film that had just the right dialogue that Kevin could use in like different ways. So it kind of makes sense, but oh my God, my mind was blown. What? That's such a good trivia fact. Oh, this film is so funny. (laughs) This film has just topped all Christmas movie lists, right? Like it's just so, so iconic. And I know we overuse that word in every episode, but Home Alone (laughs) is iconic. Okay. Come on. If you don't love Harry and Marv, like, who are you? (laughs) So this film was released in 1990. So it was a couple years before our time. But, um, you know, everyone knows the classic scenes and just like the iconography of, you know, Kevin on the movie poster and Kevin screaming into the mirror. And, you know, you definitely pick up the biggest quotes. Definitely. I'm just so equipped for if someone tries to burgle my house in the future. (laughs) Christmas tree decorations under the window tie an iron to the banister leave your hot wheels out by the staircase (laughs) and i know how much you love your hot wheels emily i was so jealous of your um i mean i'm pretty sure it's your brothers but the hot wheels like orange racetrack with the loop-de-loop yes so that actually used to be my dad's and so it was always at my grandparents house and we used to put the hot wheels from the top of the stairs and like make it go into the living room and it was one of those ones with the loop-de-loop. So it was so fun. So I really enjoyed that and like scale electrics, even though I'm like quite like a girly girl when it comes to like <laughs> toys and stuff. But Hot Wheels and scale electrics, <laughs> I gave a chance for, you know. I've always liked that fast car life. <laughs> <laughs> Me, on the other hand, you know, 
getting the Spice Girl Barbie set for Christmas. Ah, the best toy ever. So, have you ever been home alone before? Oh God, not like Kevin McAllister. I think the most I've been home alone is like having to go home to my parents for a weekend to dog sit while they're going on holiday or something. What about you? Well, my parents go to Norway quite a lot. So obviously I've been home alone for like two week periods. So the expectation of being home alone is I'm going to have loads of house parties. And then the reality is you shower with the door open and have cereal (laughs) for dinner. (laughs) So true. Home Alone. Oh my gosh. So it was written by John Hughes, who is just like the king of 80s movies. He's famous for The Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, like these like staple 80s classics. Amazing. And even though this film was released in 1990, it definitely feels like a 90s film. It doesn't feel like an 80s film. I don't know what, maybe it's just like everyone's hair wasn't as big as it was in the 80s. Maybe that's just it. But it definitely does feel like a 90s film, which is great. The only person with the big hair was Kevin's aunt. Oh my God. Learn some straighteners. (laughs) (laughs) The film was directed by Chris Columbus, who I know from directing Harry Potter's one and two. Ooh. I know. So again, he's like, he's doing pretty well. He makes some very iconic films and he must be absolutely schminted. Schminted. I knew you were going to say schminted. Yeah, this film is great for anyone who hasn't seen it or needs a reminder. Home Alone is about an eight-year-old troublemaker who basically protects his house from a pair of burglars when he's accidentally left home alone by his family during Christmas. A very neglectful family, and maybe we'll touch on this a bit later on. Do not get me started. But no, this film's got everything. It's got drama, got action, got home invasion, and it's got Macaulay Culkin in a Christmas sweater. Like, what more could you want? Exactly. So do you want to tell us where the cast are now? Definitely. Well, let's start with Macaulay Culkin, who plays Kevin McAllister. Apparently, over 200 boys auditioned for the role, but the movie was written with Macaulay in mind. I guess the director just wanted to see who else was out there, but they just came back to Macaulay in the end. Oh, wow. Because I found out that Macaulay is actually a child of seven himself. Which really? is insane. Yeah. So obviously he knows what it's like to live in one of those big, annoying families. <laughs> no, it's probably lovely. I'm sure you're a kid of seven. That's really exciting. <laughs> My favourite fact about Macaulay Culkin right now is that he's dating Brenda Song, who plays London Tipton from The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. That is crazy to me. She's so funny. The Prindle? <laughs> But how did they meet? I have no idea how they met, but I'm kind of into it. And before Brenda, he was going out with Mila Kunis for a while. So I think Macaulay's doing just fine. He's also the CEO of a satirical pop culture website called Bunny Ears, which I'll be honest, I have not been on or heard of. But, you know, he's a CEO, so great. And it was also announced that he's going to have a role in American Horror Story season 10. Amazing. Now, obviously, with Macaulay Culkin, everyone in the press addresses the fact that he's had some problems with drugs and stuff like that, which I think is really sad. You know, his net worth, according to Google, is 18 million. And he's a very famous guy. So to fall into that trap, I can kind of see happening. So I think people should cut him a bit of slack, just like he cut that zip wire from the window (laughs) to the treehouse. 
<laughs> oh my god, speaking of, you know that scene, there's like a very obvious stunt double riding along that zip wire. Yeah. And apparently his stunt double was a 30-year-old, very short man. <laughs> 30 years old! So let's move on to Catherine O'Hara, who plays Kevin's mom, Kate McAllister. She is famous for starring in Beetlejuice. She's also had roles in Six Feet Under and Curb Your Enthusiasm. But most recently, she is famous for her portrayal of the incredible Moira Rose on Schitt's Creek. And she actually won an Emmy for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series for the role this year. Woo! Woohoo, Yeah, that Shit's Creek did so well in the Emmys. So well. It was the last season, so I feel like they were just like, just give them all the awards. <laughs> like, just yeah. take them, take them. I love that show so much, and her character, Moira, is absolutely the most incredible character you've ever seen. Okay, that was maybe the worst impression of Moira Rose. So, <laughs> Catherine, if you're listening, I'm sorry. But I've had a gin and I'm feeling festive AF, you know? Hey, cheers to the <laughs> I'm drinking red as per. Of course. Just put it in my veins. <laughs> so, we also have John Hurd, who plays Peter McAllister, the dad. He's had roles in The Sopranos. In prison break. He was also in Sharknado, apparently, which I'm Hi, sad to say I haven't watched. <laughs> yeah. Um, he actually died of a heart attack a few years ago, which is sad. So, mm. so that's sad. Um, but moving on to Joe Pesci. Oh, tell me about him. He is one of my favorite actors. He is so good in every kind of like gangster movie that's ever been made. Like I saw him in The Irishman recently yes he is so good in that and that's such a good film you know I'm a massive Robert De Niro fan and I just love him (laughs) so a couple fun facts first of all Robert De Niro turned down the role as Harry in Home Alone (gasps) really there's a little fun connection there Mm. um and also the Irishman was directed by Martin Scorsese of the Scorsese Red in the holidays. (laughs) Well, do you know what? I'm so glad that Joe Pesci is Harry because no one could play that role as good as him. He is so hilarious. So it's funny because up until then, he's played very serious characters. So in Goodfellas, Once Upon a Time in America and Raging Bull, he's these very serious like sinister characters and Home Alone was a complete departure from that it was his first real comedy like gig I guess and apparently he was really like playing up the over exaggeration of the character because he didn't really think that this film would kind of do anything but it went on to be like one of the most successful Christmas movies of all time honestly when he gets that BB gun pellet to the nuts and he falls (laughs) in the snow that moment is actually really had me laughing. No, he's great. His physical comedy is so good. As is Daniel Stern, who plays Marv. Mm-hmm. He's brilliant in this as well. He was famous for being in City Slickers. And since Home Alone, he's continued to act as well as direct and write, including several episodes of The Wonder Years as well. Ooh. I definitely feel like his character had a harder time with all the pranks. Like, he had an iron to his face. He had a tarantula near his mouth. He had, like, a nail through his foot. Like, oh, poor Marv. Yeah, stepped on those Christmas decorations, slipped on the ice. 
he really did not have a good time. <laughs> not a very Merry Christmas for old Marv Merchants. He did not ask Santa for tar on his feet. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I just want to give a little shout out to Kieran Culkin, who plays Fuller McAllister. And if you haven't already guessed, Kieran is the brother of Macaulay. And he features as his cousin in Home Alone. Amazing. Now, I'm not sure about you, but I can't drink Pepsi without thinking of Fuller. (laughs) Fuller, go easy on the Pepsi. (laughs) Honestly, Fuller invented Pepsi. You know, name a more iconic duo than Fuller and Pepsi. (laughs) So since Home Alone, Kieran has featured in films like Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. And he also starred in HBO's Succession. And in 2018, he was nominated for a Golden Globe. Wow. But I really think he should have got a Golden Globe for his Pepsi endorsement in Home Alone. The fact that Pepsi haven't done an advert with him is actually quite a travesty. Honestly, like, Kendall who? No. We (laughs) need Fuller McAllister. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. So, here's our first category, Best Supporting Character in Home Alone. You know what? There are quite a few that I think are deserving of of this title. The first one that I want to give a shout out to is little Mitch Murphy, the annoying neighbour boy who is like just asking every question under the sun. Go home! You're not in this family! Hi, I'm Miss Murphy. I live across the street. We're going to Orlando, Florida. Nobody asked you, Mitch. Go home! And why was he up so early? You know, those poor 
airport transfer guys were just like, oh man, just leave us out of it. Yeah, he, they're like, we don't know if these vans get good mileage. Like, shut up. So annoying. And also, just going through their luggage. Like, oh, look, a camera. Let me take a picture. Like, excuse me, little boy. Film is really expensive. And like, stop playing with my yo-yo. Also, <laughs> side note, why are these kids packing a yo-yo to go to Paris? Like, what are you doing with it? <laughs> Pack the essentials. <laughs> Walk the dog down the Champs Elysees. <laughs> Buzz is like, oh, do those French girls shave their pits? Yeah, if you like do a little up and down with your yo-yo, the French girls are gonna love that. <laughs> <laughs> cool, Buzz. Also, he's ugly. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he looks like a thumb that's melted in the sun. Okay, so I've got Gus Polinsky on there. So he's the polka king of the Midwest. <laughs> so he's the guy who belongs to the Kenosha Kickers. <laughs> he plays a mean clarinet. And he also saves Kevin's mum when she tries to get back to Chicago. So she sits in with him in the, the van. He's really nice. He tries to make her play the clarinet. And she's like, no, I'm okay. And like, absolutely fair enough. He's been blowing on that thing. I've known you five minutes. Thank you for being kind, but please. Yeah. Also heard of a little thing called COVID. So that actor's name is John Candy. And he was really good friends with Catherine O'Hara. So, you know, they really enjoyed filming their scenes together in, in Home Alone. And apparently he shot all his scenes within a 23-hour day and only got paid like $400 for it. What? Yeah. He only and... got paid $400 to be in Home Alone. And on top of that, he improvised all his lines. So he should have been paid much more. Is that legal? $400. Well, he should get best supporting character just because he, he got the, <laughs> the bad paycheck. He's playing that clarinet in heaven now. Yeah, or Shinoya, or wherever they were from. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we sold roughly 624 copies. She's like, oh, in Chicago? No, Shinoya. Like, <laughs> Shinoya Twain. <laughs> that do impress me much. <laughs> okay, there's someone else who I think is a really good small character. It's the fake Santa Claus, who Kevin wants to go and speak to, because he wants to say... Look, I know you, you're you not really Santa, and but you work for him, which is really funny. Um, and he's like, I just want my family back. And fake Santa is by his car, old rusty car that's going to break down, which does break down in the end. And he's like, how can you give Kris Kringle a parking ticket on Christmas Eve? What's next? Rabies shots for the Easter bunny? And Kevin comes up to him and he's like... Look, okay, usually I give the kids something like some candy canes, but I don't have any. And then because he doesn't have any candy canes left, he just gives Kevin three lime Tic Tacs. I mean, if you're going to give Tic Tacs, at least give orange. Oh, yes, please. Oh my gosh. Oh, Santa. I also want to give a quick shout out to old man Marley, the uh, <gasps> creepy old neighbor who you think is the South Bend Shovel Slayer. Aww. And honestly, I really believed Buzz's story about him, like, melting his victims in the salt. But he actually turned out to be such a sweetheart and, and kind of saved the day right at the end. He was a scary old man. Yeah, you would think, instead of just staring at Kevin, he would, like, wave or say hi. 
But then again, Kevin is rude by just like screaming in his face and running away. Exactly. So apparently this is what I found out. Um, you know, in the scene when Kevin's trying to get the the toothbrush from the woman in the pharmacy and he's like, hey, is this approved by the American Dental Association? And um, you see Marley put his hand on the table of the pharmacy and he's got that massive wound on his hand. Yes. And then when you see him in the church with Kevin... He's only got a small plaster on it. And then when he waves to Kevin at the end, he's got no plaster. So it's supposed to show that old wounds heal. And that's like the underlying message in the film. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. I was going to ask about that because I'm, because I remember they, they made a point of seeing his wounded hand. And I was trying to think like, are we supposed to know where that came from? Mm. Um, And they kind of just like glossed over it. Ah, that makes so much sense. Yeah. I love a bit of symbolism. Same. Especially at Christmas. <laughs> he is definitely deserving of Best Supporting Character. However, I think we want to award it to somebody else. Oh boy. Yes, we do. So we basically want to award <laughs> this category to Little Nero's Pizza Boy. Surely on the fact that he has to go through so much in this movie. He's iconic because he just keeps knocking over that statue every time he drives into the driveway. Learn from last time. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he, yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe just passes tests. But like, learn that it's an icy road and maybe you should slow down a little bit. He's just trying to deliver pizza and then Kevin doesn't give him any tip and then he gets scared by the gun noises and he falls into the bins. Like, come on, he's just trying to do a job and deliver a pizza. By the way, plain cheese pizza. Ugh, Kevin, have some imagination. Yeah, put some chorizo on there or something. Maybe some black olives. But yeah, he was just trying to save for college tuition or something and he was getting no tips. He had to put up with all of that. So, so little Nero Pizza Boy, this one's for you. Make mine a 12 inch. And I'm not talking about pizza. <laughs> okay, so now we're doing best outfit. Now, I love a Christmas outfit, <laughs> but there's no <laughs> glitter or sequins in this film. Sadly, not. We have a lot of heavy knits which I'm a big fan of, especially mm-hmm. it just feels like classic 90s. Yeah. So I love Kevin's iconic red cable knit sweater, the main one he wears, but he, he also has that white cable knit as well. And I want to know where he's buying them from because I really want one. Can I get that from H&M? You know, <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely that scene as well, obviously when he's walking to the supermarket and stuff and he's got that like brown khaki um, bomber jacket on. He's got his red scarf. Um, he's got his beige hat with the red reindeer on it. And then his little red mittens that are on strings. The mittens! Honestly, are mittens just a a kid thing? Because I definitely think that they should come in adult sizes. It's such a good idea. You can get adult mittens, but just not on string. Oh, then I'm not interested. I want them on string. Because, I mean, you might be okay because you normally have a bag with you. But, like, having big chunky gloves and then having to, like, squeeze them into your pockets, definitely not the one. Like, I want them on string so I can just, like, pop, pop, you know? Especially Hmm. when I'm trying to, like be on my phone and be, and wear gloves it's just impossible yeah Kevin does he has some iconic outfits he's like his check shirts he's got like the red check one in the beginning in the opening scene when he's like I hate my family when I'm older 
I want to live alone and you know all of this kind of stuff and then obviously when he wakes up in his pajamas he's got his like purple check pajamas on with his white vest underneath yeah he's he's really looks like a little lumberjack <laughs> oh his whole family like I read something that um apparently the mum is it's like kind of hinted that she works in fashion so maybe that's why all the kids are like quite well dressed um but I'm definitely taking some like Kevin McAllister influences in my autumn winter wardrobe this year yeah very Abercrombie and Fitch (laughs) very Abercrombie a bit Ralph Lauren like Mm -hmm. I just thought like wholesome vibes yeah definitely exactly but like I mean Kevin aside we need to talk about um Harry and Marv for a second, the two burglars. Oh my god. I have seen so many people dress up as them for like Halloween. Same. Or like just costume parties. And you don't realize that their kind of get up is iconic, especially when you see them both together. It's instantly recognizable. A hundred percent. Like if you go on um on Pinterest and have a look at all of the people who've dressed up as them and then they've got like got like blusher and like made the iron print on the face and like you know, literally stuck themselves in glue and feathers and it's so funny. <laughs> so <laughs> clever. So clever. I know every episode we're like, Oh, for our next Halloween we need to do this and we have like a l I think our next like 10 Halloweens we have got ideas for but we definitely need to add um Harry and Marv to that list a hundred percent are you more of a Harry or a Marv um I'm more of a Harry I think okay because of your goal too yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. I got (laughs) (laughs) my grills (laughs) I am Um... the least likely person to have a gold tooth but (laughs) So speaking of Harry, um, I absolutely want to award best outfit to him for his magnificent chicken get up when he gets attacked by the fan and the feathers. When when he's like to Marv, why did you take your shoes off? And he's like, why are you dressed like a chicken? <laughs> he, so oh, bless great. him, that blowtorched head. Of those feathers, iconic. Oh my god. Honestly, how is he still standing at that point? So if they ever make a live action movie of Chicken Run, then I have an idea on who they're gonna cast as the main character. I don't want to be a pair. I don't like gravy. <laughs> <laughs> So let's move nicely into best musical moment. And oh boy, this film is composed by none other than living legend, John Williams. So he is this incredible composer. He has done the music for the Star Wars films, E.T., Indiana Jones, Jurassic Park, Harry Potter... And now he's added Home Alone to that list. Incredible. Literally, this guy is insane. So he does a lot of the kind of incidental music that runs throughout the film. And also the really lovely Home Alone music right at the end, you know, when Kevin and his mum have the reunion. It's just so like, oh, so heartwarming. He's just incredible. Like he, he does such a great job with it. But... Also, on top of that, we have some, like, really great Christmas songs kind of 
throughout this film. I immediately think of the scene where Kevin is pretending that there's people in the house and he's got like the the cut up Michael Jordan. He's got the mannequins, which he's found from the basement and he's like making them dance and he's listening to Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. Yes! Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. He is doing that kind of like flailing all his like limbs around with strings to move these mannequins. I'm not really sure that's quite how it works. And like, how long did it take him to set all that up? He's got like a mannequin on the turntable. He's got the cutout going on the train track. It's a lot. He's putting a lot of effort in. And also it shows how dumb Harry and Marv are because... Like, after a while, you'd be like, that woman has been jiving for a long time. <laughs> it's so, and honestly, and, and like Michael Jordan, he's just like kind of floating through the room. It's not, he's not like taking steps or like stopping and starting. He's just kind of like, woo, in a loop-de-loop. So, yeah, those guys are pretty dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but no, that is such an iconic scene with an equally I- iconic song to match. Um, we also have Run Run Rudolph during the that chaotic scene when they are scrambling to get ready for the airport and everyone's running around. It's obviously in like fast motion. Um, and they've just got Run Run Rudolph playing underneath it, which just fits so well. Just makes it so crazy. I don't think I could be in that family. There's too many of them. Too many people. And also so rude. Like when Marv is there dressed as the police officer and like everyone's ignoring him. And then the ones that are talking to him, it's like, yeah, my parents are at home, but no, this isn't their house. Like, just be clear. You're being so ambiguous with him. That's yeah. a police officer. He can Kid- arrest you in a second. Exactly. Kids with no manners really annoy me. <laughs> you know why? It's because they're this rich middle class family in like the american suburbs like no respect at all they Mm. think they can just live their lives yeah honestly i want them to get burgled same (laughs) (laughs) so one of the songs that i've also got is um when kevin's realized that he's home alone and he's like getting himself ready and so he's like singing to himself in the mirror and it's a really iconic one he's got like the towel around him and he's got the comb and he's holding it and he's singing I'm dreaming of a white Christmas I'm dreaming (laughs) (laughs) he's really like mouths it really well like mimes that is such a good scene and that's is that also the scene where he he puts like aftershave on his skin and yeah yeah no that is great he is he's a great lip syncer I could see him on RuPaul's Drag Race 2021 (laughs) 2021. Hey, applications are open. I did see an Instagram post the other day. Wow. If he doesn't dress up as Kevin's mum, then I'll be really (gasps) sad. Oh my God. That is such a good idea. With the earrings that she wanted to give away to that couple at the airport. And I'll give you these earrings. Is that a Rolex? (laughs) Honey, what? she's rich she's rich but she's also getting really old what are you doing what are you doing needing that rolex (laughs) okay so we want to award best musical moment to the little chamber choir who are singing oh holy night in the church so cute and wholesome i love a chamber choir (laughs) as you well know yes 
I used to be in one from year six to eight, and I will never stop talking about it because it was like highlight of my life. It was so good. Did you wear the cute white robes? We didn't have robes, sadly, but we still had a blast. We did many a Christmas performance. I think I've spoken on the show about the time I did a solo of Once a Royal Davis City and I completely messed it up, which was <laughs> scarring to say the least. <laughs> don't, don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah, it's in the past. Probably no one remembers except me because it still haunts my nightmares. Um, but yeah, I love the the church scene in Home Alone because you have that really lovely scene between Marley and Kevin. You've got... Oh Holy Night by the choir in the background. And also, if anyone is a Bastille fan from back in the day, they released this like Christmas mixtape and they covered Oh Holy Night and they sampled this very scene from Home Alone. So like within them singing Oh Holy Night, you've got clips of Kevin and Marley talking about like, been a good boy this year. And he's like, I think so. (laughs) Um, And... Yeah, it's a little bit creepy if you don't know what the reference is. But if you do, then it's like, oh my god, yes! Home Alone, Bastille, never thought they would go together, but they do. Who knew? Bastille feet Macaulay Culkin. Move over, Jay-Z feet Beyonce. <laughs> oh my god, we must never betray Beyonce. Oh, come on, Barney, let's get information for uh, best quotes. I see what you did there. Okay, so now we're doing best quotes. Now, Home Alone has a lot of good quotes. You might be expecting us to say, keep the change, you filthy animal. But we already did that at the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) So that's it. Right, next up, can we discuss? (laughs) No, because this film actually has a lot of really, really funny quotes that are a little bit under the radar. Like maybe not the most quoted within the general public, but... Dear listener, that is why you are listening to the Hena Hena podcast. Exactly. So I want to start with when Marv is bringing out loads of stolen goods from the Murphy household to the van and Harry sees him laughing. He's like, what are you laughing at? You did it again, didn't you? You left the water running. (laughs) Why'd you do that? Harry, it's our calling card. All the great ones leave their mark. We're the wet bandits. (laughs) Wet bandits is probably the worst name I think I've ever heard. My house got burgled. And there was some chocolate coins on my side table in my room. And one of the the burglars opened the coin and ate half the chocolate. (laughs) Was he so dumb that he thought that was real gold? Or was that like his calling card? Like he got in the van and the other burglar was like, you ate half a chocolate coin, didn't you? (laughs) We're the coin bandits. <laughs> so I have a couple of quotes that I absolutely adored. First of all, it's when the McAllisters are on their way to the airport and Kate is like, Heather, did you count heads? And Heather goes, 11, including me, five boys, six girls, four parents, two drivers, and a partridge in a pear tree. She's sassy, but also quite witty. So I like Heather. I wish she had more lines. It must be hard being the oldest one out of that group of kids. There's also the scene when Kevin is just kind of like living life at home on his own. And there's that narration where he goes, I took a shower washing every body part using actual soap, including all my major crevices, including in between my toes and in my belly button 
which I never did before, but sort of enjoyed. Crevices? Ew! <laughs> like, I don't need to hear that from an eight-year-old, you know? There's an Uncle Frank line as well when they're on the aeroplane. And the parents have, like, first-class tickets. And Uncle Frank's like to his wife, this is real crystal. Put them in your purse. Put them in your purse. Put them in your purse. Frank, I can't do that. Put them in your purse. Everyone loves a freebie, right? Whenever I'm in a hotel and there's like the complimentary shampoo and bath wash stuff, I'm like, yeah, taking that. If it's free, I'm taking it. If it's not nailed to the floor or the walls, I'm taking it. Agree, agree. So you're just talking about Heather. So there's Megan McAllister. And there's a really funny quote she says. She's having a conversation with Buzz. You're not worried that something might happen to Kevin? And he's like, no, for three reasons. A, I'm not that lucky. Two, we use smoke detectors. And D, we live on the most boring street in the whole United States of America, where nothing even remotely dangerous will ever happen. Period. Oh my god, that is a good one. And talking about Buzz, when Kevin's going through his like secret chest, he pulls out a picture and Kevin's like, Buzz, your girlfriend, woof. Because it's not a cute picture of the girlfriend. I'm sorry to say, Buzz. But, um, she was really rocking the braces. You know, fun fact, the girlfriend in that picture is actually a boy. And that's because the director, Chris Columbus, didn't want to make a girl feel bad about her looks. So he dressed up a boy in a wig and makeup and took the picture. Oh, that's Which good. I think is really considerate. I also want to give a shout out to maybe a, a secondary best supporting character in this film. It is, of course, the basement furnace. <laughs> it's the really creepy. I don't know why. It's like this weird kind of subplot where Kevin is terrified of the furnace in the basement. And um, he goes down and imagines that it, it lights up and the grate kind of opens like a mouth. And there's this one scene, like halfway through the film, and the furnace kind of lights up again and goes, Hello, Kevin. And Kevin looks at it and goes, Shut up. And it just stops. <laughs> so good. So good. And so unnecessary. Like, why did that make the film? But I'm so glad it did. Just get a different heating system. That looks like <laughs> such a faff. <laughs> Have you heard of solar panels? Like. <laughs> This family is rich, like yeah. they can afford it. Honestly, they're burning coal. That's probably what Kevin's dad is in. Coal. How could he afford that house and all those kids? He was rich. Rich. I don't know, man. I have no idea. But speaking of those kids, I think best quote has to go to, and I'm sorry, I don't even know the girl's name, but it's one of Kevin's sisters. She has the best line in this movie. You're what the French call less incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> You're what the French call little bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's so rude and sappy. <laughs> but oh it's such a good dish. I like I'm waiting for the for the opportunity to be like, <laughs> You're what the French call les incompetent. Like every syllable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, she's brilliant. And then I love that um, she says it. And then later on, when Kevin's like reminiscing about all the times his family have like been mean to him, she comes up again. Look what you did, you jerk. Kevin, you're such a disease. You're what the French call les incompetents. 
good. And also, this film is just educational. I've learned more French watching Home Alone than like 10 years at school. So thank you, little girl. You are going to be my new French tutor. You can pay me in pan of chocolates. <laughs> so now we are on to Can We Discuss? And there is just this underlying theme throughout Home Alone of just how terrible this family really is. Ugh. Maybe it's because this family is rich. They're like, so rich. What is Kevin's dad's job? Their parents have done a terrible job at raising their children. Uncle Frank is the worst villain of them all. Yeah, and when they're on the plane and he's like, if it makes you feel better, I forgot my reading glasses. Oh, Uncle yeah. Frank, that is so... inappropriate. What made you think that that is a good idea to say? Yeah, that's awful. And like, there's this deleted scene where he pulls down Kevin's trousers as well. Like, creepy. And, you know, like, in the beginning, we learn that the family's relatives in France are paying for them all to fly out there for Christmas. And then Frank gets himself out of paying for the pizzas on multiple occasions. Like, he is such a mooch. Like, moochie yeah. moochie. Like, pay for something, Uncle Frank. And no positivity either when they wake up late. He's like, there's no way we're going to get to the airport. The plane leaves in 45 minutes. And Peter has to be like, try and be positive. And he's like, you be positive. I'll be realistic. (laughs) If that was now, they would have never made the flight. But Absolutely not. But it was the 90s and you could just walk straight on, basically. (laughs) Yeah. So apart from Frank, like this whole family is still terrible. Like, why do they all hate Kevin. They're worse than Harry and Marv. Just, I don't know, something about the tone of those first couple scenes just felt really off. Like, I feel like it would have been better if the family were just, like, harmlessly annoying Kevin rather than actually be rude to him. Yeah, like, all of them just have bad vibes. Like, none of them can have a conversation with being, like, you're such an idiot. And it's just like, why? You yeah, know? but, oh, you can't even tie your shoelaces. It's like, yeah, he's eight. They're so spoiled and rude. But then having said that, this is something I do want to discuss. Kevin is quite an annoying kid. Oh my God. And let me tell you, like, I love kids. I just think that they're adorable and sweet. And they say really funny stuff. Like sometimes my friends who are primary school teachers, I literally lull out loud at the stories they tell me because the kids are so funny. But he is just really annoying. (laughs) He is so annoying. He screams all the time. It's like, okay, use your indoor voice. Like, why are you screaming so much? He talks back to, like, his mom and he stomps his feet when he doesn't get his way. Honestly, I mm. like in some parts, I just wanted to throw him in the furnace. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That scene where he pushes Buzz and then he, like, drops all the soda and it goes on the passports and they're all, like, so mad at him. That bit is so irritating. But then I also think the mum, like, she's not setting the tone nicely for their holiday the next day. She's like, go to your room. I never want to speak to you until tomorrow. It's just like, uh, if I was Kevin, I'd be like, I'm sorry. Yeah, and she's like, no, it's too late. Although, like, he's like, I don't want to go up into the attic, but it's actually really nice. He's got a nice double bed and sort of toys and stuff. So, like, I don't know what he's complaining about. Yeah, (laughs) we actually don't see Kevin's room at all. And for a film that is him, Home Alone, it's a bit weird that we don't see his room. Mm Mm-hmm. 
with her. Um, just speaking about the mum, I kind of feel bad for her at the end because she goes through hell to travel back to Chicago. And yet the family, they spend more time in Paris and they get to fly back comfortably and only arrive one minute after her back in Chicago. Like, if I was her and having gone through all she went through, I would have been furious. Yeah, so furious. But then she would have looked like worst mum of the year award if she didn't, like, immediately run to her son it's bad she didn't even notice he wasn't there like that is bad motherly instincts yeah like maybe don't rely on heather to do the counting like maybe just take accountability for your own children Mm-hmm. you've only got five your brother-in-law can count his kids so you know when the family um are running for their flight and she's like did we miss the flight and the stewardess is like no you just made it single seats only in coach take whatever's free you didn't reserve plane seats? Like, this is an, an international flight. Oh, and why God. are the adults flying first class? I know, those roomy seats. Oh. One day we'll be flying first class. Exactly. So obviously Kevin's home alone. He's doing all the fun stuff. He's eating microwave meals, like his highly nutritious macaroni and cheese, which he doesn't <laughs> eat any of because the burglars arrive. I felt so bad for him. Um He's like eating ice cream and the crisps and ordering himself pizzas and stuff like that. And something really fun, which he does, and I always wanted to do, was um, he sledges down the stairs and like out through the door, like into the snow. Yes. Now, I don't know about you, but can we just discuss how fun it was when we were younger and we used to get the duvet and like sledge down the stairs? Oh my God. Like, honestly, so good. I remember doing that once and we had this really tall, like, shoe rack thing. And I remember sliding straight into the bottom of that shoe rack and the whole thing came tumbling down on me. But um, worth it. Uh, An elite activity, especially, and also very fun if you have a sleeping bag. Such a good shout. Because they're sliding. Kevin's got the luxury of having a staircase that was like aligned perfectly with his front door. I did not have that luxury. So like if I was going to slide, I would probably just go into the wall. (laughs) You'd go into the glass window. Hey, did you know that that house is real? It's in Illinois and the family who lived there at the time of filming were still like staying there during most of the filming and they would make hot chocolate for the cast and crew which I think is so cute that's so lovely and in 2011 it sold for 1.58 million dollars which obviously is a ton of money but I kind of expected that it would go for more money nowadays you'd be looking at like two or three million yeah yeah also that house was like decorated in I feel like purely red and green it was like the most Christmassy house yeah so that was actually something that the the set designers did on purpose like they wanted there to be themes of Christmas throughout the film so there was always going to be like red green beige just so it looked like Christmas no way Mm -hmm. oh that's quite clever then so I think we should end this section by just saying that um technology plays a massive part in this film because if this was a 2020 film and Kevin was left home alone Kate would literally just text him (laughs) omg we left you at home at the airport trying to get a flight back are you okay I'll see you in a day you know, yeah. he texts back, don't worry, I'm safe, eating some macaroni, bought a toothbrush. <laughs> the end. <laughs>
Band. <lacht> Okay, so now we're doing the trivia round for Home Alone. I'm going to start, Barney, with my question. Oh, God. Okay, go for it. Are you ready? No. <laughs> so I want you to finish this slogan. Little Nero's delivers in 20 minutes or... Your pizza's free. You don't pay. Damn it. Same vibe, just not the right words. Yeah. All right. Well, here's one for you, that which is pizza related. Mm-hmm. How many pizzas did the McAllisters order in the first scene? They ordered 12. Did they? No. no. Oh, was it 10? They ordered 10 at $12. Oh, yeah. I should have said that in the beginning. Wasn't the price like... $122. Something like that, yeah. Ah! Oh my god, I really want pizza tonight. Oh, Franco Manca with chorizo. Yes. Okay, here's my question for you. So, the McAllisters are going on holiday. What time are they leaving for Paris? They are leaving at 8am. Yes, 8am on the button. Woohoo! On the button! Mm-hmm. Okay, here's one for you. So... We know that in the fake movie Angels with Filthy Souls, we had Gangster Johnny. Can you name the nickname of the other gangster? He's called Snakes. Yes! Okay, so I've got a question for you. What does it say on the side of Harry and Marv's van? Oh, it's it's like easy plumbing service. It's OK Plumbing and Heating. And then it says, residential work is our speciality. See, I knew it was plumbing and I knew there was some, like, letter combination. Okay, here's one for you. What does Harry call the McAllister's home? He gives it a nickname. The Silver Tuna. Yes! Yes! (laughs) Which, honestly, I don't... Maybe I missed the explanation of that nickname, but I don't get it. Is it because tuna's expensive? But is it? I feel like it isn't. <laughs> maybe the maybe the <laughs> nice fillets. There's quite a few things that happen to the burglars when they're in the house. Can you name me five things on Kevin's protector's house plan? I'm going to say tar on the stairs. Mm-hmm. There is a heated doorknob, mm-hmm. blowtorch on the head, <laughs> an iron attached to the light switch. And paint cans swing in from the first floor. Okay, perfect. So there's also the BB gun to the crotch, ice on the stairs, cellophane with glue. Uh There was the Christmas decorations under the window. There was the toy cars. And then there was obviously the zip wire to the treehouse. And who could forget the tarantula? Now, you would not have survived in that situation, let me tell you. Literally, I I would have died on this. When they filmed that, Marv had to mime his scream because actually screaming for real would have scared the tarantula and i'm like fine the tarantula is like haunting us i think it can like survive like do they even have ears i don't think so no they've got eight eyes to make up for it (laughs) i don't need to hear that (laughs) okay here's one for you which airport does kate meet gus polinsky and the polka band at um (laughs) It's not Shinobi. Is it Shinobi? <laughs> Shinoya? No. <laughs> Shiboya? Sh- 
No, I'll give you a clue, although I don't think this will help you. It's where the US office is set. Please don't hate me, listeners. Um, I have no idea. It's Scranton. Scranton. Scranton, Pennsylvania. Ah. My final question to you. What yeah. is Kevin's address? I want to say 656 uh, Shinobly Lane. <laughs> Is it 656? It's 671 Lincoln Avenue. Oh, for God's sake. I think you can say Boulevard, but when you actually Google it, it says Lincoln Avenue. Okay. My last question to you. Okay. When Kevin accidentally steals the toothbrush, although we say accidentally, but I don't know, I feel like he knew what he was doing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What is the name of the shop assistant who sent out to stop him? He's called Jimmy. Oh my goodness. I love scenes in films when they have to run across an ice skating rink and then the person trying to chase them can't catch up. You could tell that Macaulay loved filming that. Like he's genuinely grinning when he's sliding through. Like when he goes underneath the legs of someone. Yeah, like I loved sliding down the hallway in my socks when I was younger. So sliding on an ice skating (laughs) rink is like next level. Although I'm sorry, nobody's talking about your bruised wet knees afterwards. So that's just going to be uncomfortable. Oh yeah, that's true. You don't want to have bruised (laughs) knees. No, but don't they say like, if you have bruised knees, it's because you've been, you know. Sacking off the boys (laughs) in the alley. (laughs) In the alley? (laughs) I don't know. I'm not talking from experience. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, I think this is a good time to end before we get taken off the air. Yes. (laughs) Right. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to our Christmas Classics mini-series. I hope you have enjoyed it as much as we have. We have absolutely gotten the festive spirit recording these, and we're so, so happy to be sharing them with you. We appreciate all the love this podcast's getting. Our DMs on Instagram, at HeyNowHeyNow. If you're following that, thank you so much. Um, Your reviews on Apple are amazing. And yeah, we're really looking forward to season two of Hey Now, Hey Now, which will happen at some time in the beginning of the new year. Am I right, Bunny? You are absolutely right. So if you have any movie suggestions, please let us know. Write a review on Apple Podcasts to let us know which films you think we should be reviewing. And in the meantime, keep checking back at Hey Now, Hey Now for any podcast updates and some good old hilarious memes, if we do say so ourselves. Captions written by moi. (laughs) And I schedule them. (laughs) (laughs) We're such a good team. So I think we should maybe leave by saying Merry Christmas. Happy filthy animal. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say and a Happy New Year, but fine. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The filthy animal. See you in the new year. Ciao.